Today's episode is brought to you by TubeBuddy. Hi everyone, my name is Adrian Pangilinan and before we get started with tonight's episode, I briefly wanted to talk about TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is a browser extension that helps content creators, brands, and networks save time and grow their channel through their features such as bulk processing, video SEO, promotions, and data and research. You know what? TubeBuddy has really been there for me since day one and I definitely couldn't have reached 1,000 subscribers without them. To learn more about TubeBuddy, please visit www.tubebuddy.com slash Adrian Pangilinan, www.tubebuddy.com slash Adrian Pangilinan to learn more. And on that note, let's get started with tonight's episode with Charles Gray. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Soul Supremacy Podcast where we talk about all things unapologetic and all things passion and in pursuit of. So for this episode today, we have the amazing Charles Gray in the house. So everyone, give him a round of applause. <laughs> Insert that sound effect. Okay. Um, let me pull up his bio because I, I actually read the bio and I was like, I don't think I'm going to have time to memorize it. So I'll just read verbatim. Okay. <laughs> From your IMDB. Okay, so Charles Gray is a Filipino-American writer and director from West Covina, California. His dad is a film. His dad is film director Frank Gray Jr. and his grand uncle is Dolphy Kizon, who is highly regarded as the king of comedy in the Philippines. I agree. Growing up in a film industry, family motivated Charles to continue the deep-rooted family legacy, which eventually led him to film school at the Art Institute of Orange County where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in digital filmmaking. Since then, he has worked in media companies in the entertainment industry and eventually opened up his own production company called Weird Creatures Productions, where he plans to curate and release original content that shines a light on diversity, the Filipino-American experience, as well as stories that have never been told or seen before. That 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 bio, I okay. So when I first read that bio, I was like, "Oh shoot!" And then, and then that actually made me even more excited because then it's like, there in that bio, just for now, there there was so much information about you that was I was able to easily like kind of de- deconstruct and like, okay, what do I want to ask him? Which direction do I want to go with this? Because I think I think in general, like, this conversation can go absolutely in many different ways you know yeah but i think for today i definitely want to you know take some time to you know chat with you and just kind of get to know you more as a person and be able to kind of get a sense of your overarching experience from uh when really you decided that this was for you and to like the bridge i'm calling it the rainbow the rainbow to where you're at now so okay yeah. yeah, hey Charles. I don't know. Hey Charles. <laughs> no, uh, first off, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, I think you're also an amazing creator, uh, content creator, filmmaker. I don't know what exact titles you put for yourself, but I, I, fellow creative. How about that? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I'll take it. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there was a question, but I just want to say that I. Oh no, there wasn't that, not yet. No, I, I, I just, I just, I just felt like I wanted you to say something because I was like, um, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I feel like now I have to give you an intro, but, but not, not to just, uh, but I, I do want to say that I, I, 
I, I appreciate what you're doing and I, I'm always watching your stuff because to me, people who um, I am always inspired by people who constantly work. There's people mm. who like put out one good thing and then like you never hear from them for like a year. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I, I, I kind of suck and I'm not as constant as like you are. And I'm probably no, but I love seeing people who always are constantly putting stuff out and And it doesn't mean every, like, I mean, to me, it's okay if not maybe everything is like golden or, but, but the fact that people constantly put stuff out, I think that's those, those people have like are, are better off because even like, they're just, they're, they're, they, they say that when you swing more, you have more chances for home runs. And yeah, I think that, that work ethic of like constantly putting yourself out there, constantly being on camera, constantly putting out content, uh, trying different things. I hats off to you like you. And I know like the other people from San Diego film collective, um, you guys are all like amazing to me. Like you guys like have this weird, uh, not weird, but it's like this really cool. Oh yes. No, we'll take, we'll take weird. We're weird. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Love weird, so, yes. uh, yeah, it's, I'm always inspired by it and I love seeing all you guys' stuff. Um, and yeah, I, uh, meeting you, Actually, I have a funny story about uh, first meeting you, but um, okay. actually, and it had it involves Noreen, who I believe you also had in your show, correct? Yes, yeah. So I was at I was in San Diego to film to be on this panel with Leia Lombos, uh, Chrissy de Guzman, Rizal Javier, and Drama del Rosario. Um, and you, yeah, uh, that panel, and you were in the audience. This is the first time I met you. Um, and Noreen, I was talking to Noreen cause, uh, she was there. Why was she there? She was supporting Leia. Her film. Yeah. So, uh, we were just chatting and then, uh, she saw you in the corner sitting by herself. Uh, I think you were setting up your camera or something. And then Noreen goes, Hey Charles, do you know who that is? I was like, no, I don't know. He's, he's like, I think I know him, but I don't know. I don't remember his name, but I, I think he's like really important, but and I don't want to like come up. Like she was like so worried that she would like, she wanted to meet you or like say hi, but she forgot your name or where she met you from. And she was asking me if I knew you. And I was like, oh, I don't know, but like, yeah, he does look important. <laughs> and you were just like, you were working on your camera. You were like wearing this long jacket and you look really cool. And I was just like, I don't know. but uh, And then I think I still haven't met you yet, but I think she finally said hi to you and whatever. And then later on after the panel, she was like, okay, I came I up to her. Actually, I came up oh. to her because just, sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, no. I, I came up to her because then I was thinking the same thing and I saw her talking to you. So it's so like she, she, I I never I never heard this from her actually, but um, but I at that moment you were just talking about I saw that too. I was like, she looks familiar. I thought you looked familiar too before I actually found out who you were. I was just like, you 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 look because I saw you at um uh what's it called uh the the magic hour magic yeah. hour in August. I saw you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um. Yeah. It was just so funny. And then like. I think I met you later that night at the screening uh, with Marissa and yeah, where we got, we were bunched into a picture. I remember that it's, it's so funny being like being asked to be in a picture and have to be next to people that you don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you remember that, right? I was just like, we were on the floor and I was like, hi, Adrian, glad to meet you. We're next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> we took the picture, that was it. <laughs> right. But yeah, I love, that's a great picture, by the way. I, I remember yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's just my funny story of meeting you. And then like, I think I, like we added each other or whatever and from there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to ask, okay, so first of all, that was one of my questions. So thank you for asking that. I super appreciated it. And also, I think just before we actually get into the main meat of the um, interview or the, the icebreakers is I also that moment too, I was, I just remember being, feeling really grateful that someone like Charles was super approachable because in my opinion, I feel like sometimes people can have, or I, I feel like sometimes people act like they're on such a high pedestal, you know, and it's just like they're they're not approachable, they're like not they they're not nice, kind of not I, snobby is the word, but just kind of standoffish, you know. From so I was just super thankful that there was that um, kind of common common ground that we were able to, you know, just kind of you were nice, you you were nice, you were you were really nice, and I was like, I like nice people. <laughs> You know, oh. in, in a place that cannot be so nice sometimes. So. Oh, I mean, for me, it's it's all I appreciate all that. Um, like, you know, all, uh, you know, Benito and Emma just like inviting me out there and screening my film. Like to me, it's all just like it's all rewards. So I'm grateful to meet people. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So humble, too, because, well, actually, I think I remember now. Um just kind of haven't like having seen you sit down over there in that panel. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I was having one of those moments in which, which has been a recurring theme in uh, my life is like being in an audience and being like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, like with dance that happened, uh, like 2006, around the time I made the decision to dance, I was sitting in an audience and watching this dance concert that they hosted every, every semester actually. So twice a year, I was like, I want to dance. I want to be up there. And then I just kind of did the thing and eventually I ended up there. And then also kind of going back to your event, you know, where you were uh, part of the panelist, uh, the panel, I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, no, thank you. I appreciate it. I, that was a humbling, nice, very cool experience um, from, from start to finish. So. Mm-hmm. And I think we, yeah, we ended up uh, going to the same restaurant at the end of the night, right? We were, I think mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were sitting on the Had same table. drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I, I have some questions for, for you before we get started with the, yeah. the, not the actual, but you know what I mean. So, okay. So five facts about you that nobody would know from a first glance. Um, okay. Um, I wake up at 6.30 every morning. Mm. And even on Saturdays and Sundays when I don't have work, I have this weird natural body clock that wakes me up early in the morning. Lately, it's been 4.30 a.m., which I don't know why, but I am a morning person. So not that many. A lot of it's so funny because people think you're a artist or you're a creative or a director. You must be like a night owl and stay up late. I am a lame person when it comes to being at parties at, and sometimes by 10 PM, I'm like tired. And then oh, strangely enough, that's, I'm, not, 
That's too not lame because I'm like that too. I'm like I I'm so like at 7 a.m. I'm so sleepy already. <laughs> 7 a.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Sorry. Okay. Like yeah. in the evening, like around that time, nine ish. I'm done. Yeah. So I would say that's one. Uh, but yeah, like uh, but strangely enough, the next morning I'll be like so wide awake. So. Mm-hmm. Um, five facts. Okay, another one. So, or more. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know where I'm pulling these facts from, but um, I am lactose intolerant. I cannot drink regular milk. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know if this is interesting, but uh, that's oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm finding it out too. So that's sorry, sorry. Uh, almond milk, cashew milk is my best friend. Uh, okay, three more facts. Um, I have a guilty pleasure for romantic comedies, even the really terrible ones from Hallmark and Lifetime. I I eat those up like popcorn. I there's something even though I know how it's going to end, even though the acting's kind of bad, and I don't know. There's something about those romantic comedies or romance m- movies that I fall for. And recently, I've been watching these like Christmas versions of these movies, and yeah. I can tell actually of I I looking at your body of work and that actually that's not at all that's not at all surprising to me but I think it's just super interesting hearing you actually express that you know because I'm like that is definitely I feel like a fact for me so yeah it's so funny because like you know people talk about like oh Blade have you seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I kind of or like movies like that like everyone talks about the big uh, sci fi movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I get I stay awake throughout those rom coms. Like I that like sometimes I'll get sleepy in sci fi's if it's just too much uh sensory overload. But to mm-hmm. me, like story and just dialogue, that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know what too that kind of remind that does remind me of a um I don't know. I mean I, I just feel like there tends to be this like popular opinion that people like the it's like the it's like the more the better you know like those kinds of movies like the bigger the grander the better but i i really i I truly agree agree with your sentiment of like it's just you know sometimes it's really just about your foundations the storytelling you know and actually i'm the same way too because i am not when people when when i guess when it comes to pop culture in general when people pull up references which this is going to be a warning. So if, when you pull that later, don't be surprised if I say, I don't know, because I don't know anything. Okay. I live in my own world. I watch my own stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can relate to that. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. No. The, and, and on the flip side of that too, just like you, there are big franchises. I have bring big franchises. I have never seen yet. Like I just watched the first Harry Potter the other night for the first time in my life. Oh, and wow. Harry Potter movies. And I so I'm years later. What was that? Twenty years later. Yeah, I'm super late to this party and I have never seen Game of Thrones. So like a lot of the stuff yeah, the stuff people talk about, I don't I I don't I'm assuming I'm assuming then the 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 the, the, not the 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 stuff that's usually hyped, you probably normally don't like you're usually not part of that crowd until later. Until so you're able to just like, okay, I'll watch it in my own terms. It, it depends. I'm like one of those, like, I do love like the, the Oscar bait movies, like the stuff that gets nominated for awards. Like I, I love those yeah. kind of serious movies that come out in the winter. 
Uh, but sometimes the big summer movies, I, I sometimes I don't, I pass through it. Like, mm. yeah. Um, so what was that? Three? Was that three or four? Uh, three. Okay. Uh, two more. Maybe, maybe, maybe one more. Maybe one more. If, if okay. that's all, because Noreen, Noreen did three yesterday, and I was like, we can just cut it there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, one more. I, one. I love Champarado. Do you know Champarado? Hell yes, I do. Oh my goodness, that's my guilty pleasure. But it's got to have Beelies and uh, evaporated milk. And even though I'm lactose intolerant, I oh. well, I would take lactate. <laughs> oh my so, god, Champarado. Oh my god. Okay, hands down, more respect to you because I I love I I actually behind me you can't tell because I'm hiding it with my Digimon poster for like production value or whatever but underneath there i have um this box of um pre like uh almost like pre pre-made um champorados you just like pop it and then what? i bought it months ago and i just never used it but it's funny too because my mom like within that time period has already made like cooked two like fresh batches it's good especially I mean, um have you had toyo yeah have oh, you heard of it I said dealies, but I think I mean I mean toyo, like the little fishes, right? Uh, how big? Because dealies is like it's almost like a worm. It's a worm. <laughs> it's almost like a worm. It's that tiny, and then like the toyo is like maybe like this big. Like I, I've had big. both, so okay. Yeah, I know I, I've had both. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, they they taste they they taste the same. It has a very similar. Um, saltiness and yeah. yeah it's really good it's that okay. mixture of sweet and salty that is just oh yeah that's cool that i actually don't okay i i know we've talked about to you at some point but i think that's i think i think that is a thing that i'm one thing that i'm like okay i'm glad i know that about you okay so we have a couple more questions and i think you've actually answered one of them so the next question is premiere pro or final cut oh i i am a premiere pro person for sure okay yeah dolphy or babalu oh come on <laughs> how can i say babalu <laughs> i mean they're both cool they're both great I I gotta go with the family yeah no no i mean i i just i just wanted to ask that question because i'm like i get to ask that question i'm like why not so <laughs> thank you okay dream <laughs> excuse me dream project Oh, oh, I thought this was like a this or that. Um dream yeah. project. Um oh my gosh, dream project. Like like specifically or just general or whatever? Uh I think for this one, I mean it's really up to you, but I think for me I was referring to like I, I guess dream film project. Oh. That's really the question. Yeah. Dream film project. I mean, um, I, oof, man, um, I would love to work with Tony Collette. I don't know. She's wow. an amazing actress that doesn't get enough love. And mm-hmm. I just feel like if I had a project and she was in it, I would feel like this is cool. Because <laughs> she's awesome. It's funny, it's funny because I agreed and nodded as if I knew her. I, okay, first of all, I don't know who she is. But second... <laughs> But second, I I super I, I resonated with with the underdogs, you know, the underrepresented, the underwhelming, you know, like yeah. So that I mean, that's all I'm gonna say for now because I think that's something we can talk about later. And lastly, 
Oops, sorry. Lastly, um, if Charles Gray were to have a dance challenge, what would the first move be? Oh my gosh. Probably something that if it's my challenge, I, I guess it have to be stuff that I actually do. So it'd probably be like a fix your glasses move, like a this or like a so I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like a, like a I, don't, I, I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, boom, wait. Boom, 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 boom. And then, boom. And then it would hey, be. Okay. Man, man of, hey, my friend, man. Oh, oh, shoot, my bad. Sorry. Do I still sound okay? I forgot that yeah. I have this over here. Okay. Man of, manifest that. Manifest that. I, I, I say run with it. <laughs> and then it would be like hands in pockets and the wall, like a wallflower, like head, little head nods and something there. There's something there. I don't know. No, no, yeah, so yeah, something kind of very minimal, something very just kind of like yeah. I'm a cool kid and nobody needs me. You know, it's it's it's, it's a very subtle, very subtle. Uh, wallflower aesthetic. Wow. Who is Charles Gray? Oh, oh man. All right. Well, I am a writer director. Um, I can maybe just go further and say I'm an auteur, which kind of just means someone who is the author of their own work. So in my work, you know, there are writers who write and other people will direct it, directors who will direct other people's writing. I, I, I mean, if given the chance, my the dream project is to write and direct something that is my own stamp. And mm. that is kind of where I thrive is like kind of putting my own brand or my own creativity onto something uh, from every aspect, whether it's a music video, a documentary or a short film or a feature film. So nice and say that's who i am yay and actually the end the you you look so much clearer now <laughs> than oh. when we started i'm just like oh you look super clear now okay <laughs> that, that's good too that's good okay it's a good indicator okay um the second question was how did we meet but you already answered that so um the third question is um what was your life like growing up um i guess maybe in the sense of um Yes, yeah, because I know. I mean, from my research, from my research, um, it I, I found out that you, you know, obviously grew up in a family of filmmakers, you know, with your dad, and then also with your um granduncle Dolphy. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. So if you can talk about your experiences growing up, like what was that like? Please take us through that journey. Honestly, it's quite the opposite of what people might expect. I mean, if I say I my dad's side of the family was in the film industry. You might imagine my whole house was, you know, filled with film stuff all the time. But honestly, I grew up in the States here. So I actually didn't know that side of the family. So to me, all I heard were stories from my dad. I would see him on the television, see my family members on the television, and just think like, oh, that's just like my family, but I don't know them. And I don't know anything about that life. I actually wanted to play music and I, um, was in a band. So doing film stuff was not even in my, on my radar growing up. And it took me a long time until I finally caught the bug. And it, um, it wasn't until I saw my dad on set in the Philippines, he was directing a TV show. Oh, what's it called? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was for, uh, so they had this uh, show called Pidol's Wonderland. Mm. And, uh, I guess like he, at the time he was kind of already, um, 
sick in bed and he wasn't filming stuff, but they put his name and face on this uh, show uh, as like, you know, Piddle's Wonderland. Um, and that, that was like his nickname, Dolphy, uh, for people who don't know. Yeah, yes. Uh, what, what year was this? I'm curious. I want to say it was like 2012, 13. I, I, be getting that wrong but around that time oh yeah um, yeah yeah because yeah okay. it was around the time that he it was maybe like a year before he had really passed because we were actually in yeah the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we that were, sounds about right like 2010 ish yeah okay. you might be yeah. right there um so yeah this is right before like maybe the year before he passed um we were we went to the Philippines to go see him because we were told he's on his deathbed. Everyone go mm-hmm. see him. It was in the family. So we took a trip out there. I ended up staying longer than everyone else in my family. So I was there just with my dad and I saw him on set. And I, this is really where my whole trajectory changed my, my whole path. Cause at this point I was just in a band. I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was doing with myself. I was working. I'm Okay. I, I'm curious. How old were you at that time? At that point of oh, your time man. in life? I'm I'm pretty old now, and I I really jumped. I'm old the- too. <laughs> oh, we're all old. I was in my 30s. Uh, wow. So really late to the game of filming. I'm 28 actually, so oh, I'm 20, okay. yeah. So I caught the bug late uh, with all this stuff, and oh, me um, too. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I've learned that there's nothing. There wrong isn't. With yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I did that. And I saw him on set and I just saw him really happy. I saw people calling him direct and he just had this thing about him that was like, I've never seen this side of my dad before. And it was just inspiring. And I kind of just in my head was like, this is like the family business. This is like the legacy. I, I, maybe I should follow this, you know? So I was just really inspired. I went back home and was like, I saw a commercial for the art Institute and was like, there's my sign. So from the, from, wait, from, from the Philippines? Sorry. From the yeah, Philippines? I, uh, after I came back from the Philippines, I was back. Oh, in after, oh, I was like, they have a commercial? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Uh, that would be funny though. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I was like, I'm just going to try this. You know, maybe this is my thing. And I just never looked back after that. I just went straight. I went to that school. It's not the greatest film school. Like, mm. it it doesn't even get regarded as like anything good, but I, I milked it. I totally just, I was in class, you know, every day and I did all the, every assignment that we had, I I tried to make like a short film or a music video. Like I was like, I'm going to do this and like really do it. Cause there were like students there who were like just out of high school. Oh yeah. They skip class. They would just be whatever they would just cast their friends. Nothing wrong with that, but like I was like, if I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna try to see what it's really like to make films. So I'm, I casted actors from LA, and you know, I tried to just do the most. I tried to take the most out of it. So, yeah. wow, wow. Okay, I okay, I have, okay. You're like my brain is like kind of okay, okay. I have follow up questions. Um, were you? I mean, of course, I think it's a given question, but. Were you were you were you there in this uh in Dolphy's funeral at Dolphy's funeral? So um, <clears throat> we were told that he was gonna pass. So we all knew in the family. So that month that I was there, it was like that's the last time you're gonna see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was just kind of waiting at that point because he really was not gonna 
make it. And but he was hanging on. So I wasn't there for the actual funeral, but we oh, okay. did a lot of like little memorials while he was still in the bed. Um, so I was there for a lot of that stuff. There was a lot of media by the hospitals and yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. Coverage. Whew. And that, that also was part of the inspiration was like, man, I, I'm here seeing this stuff, seeing like I was in a, I was in a cab and there was news about him. And then I remember asking the cab driver, like, what's your favorite Dolphy movie? Cause I hadn't seen that many growing up and, mm-hmm. you know, and he started talking about his favorite film and his like his I can feel him like his eyes lighting up like that feeling of like talking about something you know and I just was like kind of it hit me like wow this is you know I don't growing up in LA and stuff I didn't really know the impact he had on everyone um, wow so and, and I grew up kind of in the Americanized way so you know, I grew up on movies from here, or you know, Back to the Future, Toy Story, yeah. all that stuff. So, like, the tip, the, I, I, I almost want to say the typical, almost like the typical stuff that, yeah, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I can resonate so, with that. Yeah, so I've never even really seen much of his stuff. I've seen just bits and pieces, and you know, I don't even really. I mean, I understand. I'm trying to. I understand Tagalog, but like, I don't sometimes get the jokes. I don't get all. Oh, the yeah. Lines. So, <laughs> that's <yeah>. me <laughs> it's okay i'll i'll, I'll help you <laughs> yes yeah, so, so that but so being there in, in the midst of all that was really the big inspiration for me to come back to la and like maybe this is what i gotta do so wow okay um follow-up question actually this is a random question but what's your ethnicity so i'm pretty much filipino uh my dad though is a is half uh italian or maltese so which makes me a quarter uh malta is this little island off the boot of italy so i i am a quarter maltese 75 percent filipino wow okay no yeah because uh, yeah your your last name it's i mean not to say that it can't be a filipino name but you can tell that it's not, you're not just like my last name is pangilina and clearly that's you know yeah. um so then, okay, so then I actually kind of want to, okay, so you did mention that your journey is very recent. It's very recent then, super it, recent. It kind of is, yeah. This it's, last decade, your last right? Decade, yeah. Wow. Okay, then Um, I actually didn't, then just want to jump back a little bit more back in time to be, okay, so before you discovered that, that part about yourself, what was your life like? Like, or did you feel like anything that you were doing in between? Um, like, do you feel like anything that was happening in your life and, and the trajectory that you were doing? Do you feel like that helped you kind of lead to where you are at now? Or was it like a complete like turn? Pivot? I mean, I was playing music. I was in a band. We were doing rock music. And what's your band called? Or what was the band called? It was called, well, we're, we are we're not officially broken up because we we never oh, okay okay but oh. but we don't play music anymore so we were called far out F- far out far out yeah far out okay i actually came up with the name uh, it was like uh we were all in high school and you know i i grew up with friends who were all into music we were into british bands and the, the whole thing wow. was like join a band um 
so that was my life in my 20s was like being in this band uh we played shows in la we practiced all the time we wrote songs uh, i was living that you know band musician rock star trying to live that life or you know uh you know in my head i was like I, that was me so i was late nights and oh yeah clubs and you know going to show mm -hmm. all that so um but uh you know but you know it's still in the same in a way that's still, like, still creative so writing songs uh i guess you could maybe say led to writing scripts um they say that when you play music you can you're kind of a better editor if you know like the rhythm of music so yes yeah helped lead me to where i am now it, it's helped me um yeah what uh what instrument did you play i was the bass guitar player in the band bass guitar okay i at, at some point in my in my life past life i played the violin Nice. Also, I was in orchestra. I spent like a good, actually spent a good seven years before then I pivoted to dance. And then now I'm pivoting from dance to film. Nice. That, 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 cor that correlation is so like, it can, okay, I mean, I'm sure you can, you'd probably agree with me on this, but sometimes it can feel like it just has to, it, if it, it can feel like it's black and white. Like, like if it didn't work out, then it wasn't worth it. But if you think about it, it's almost like, we went through what we had to go through then to kind of like see this nugget, this yeah. little Pokemon, Pokemon egg, <laughs> Pokemon egg, <laughs> Pokemon egg that only like was only going to be there if you like accumulated the life experiences, the wisdom, you know, like there's like, there's no shortcutting it basically, you know? No. And I, I, that, that thing that I heard that people who dance or, or sing or know music are make good editors. I totally believe that. Like I, oh, okay. I agree. Um, yeah, like you know, to know that kind of rhythm or cutting or just like it's totally, it's totally apparent when even making films, it's all very musical, like score and you know the, mm -hmm. the rhythm of the rhythm, the beats, movement. You know, just kind of like yeah, you know, yeah, silent film, silent films. Silent you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah yeah cool it's it's okay so I, okay i'm gonna be transparent <laughs> okay so this so you're like the second person that i'm recording and like what i'm like as i'm doing this i'm like getting so hooked into the conversation i'm like oh shoot don't like don't fully get lost into the oh. conversation that like you kind of lose track of the questions yeah no worries <laughs> oh wait so that's marine's question uh okay um okay so so you did talk about your, your experiences in school. Um, I think it's safe to kind of fast forward just a little bit. So um, so you went to the the institute. What was your school called again? Sorry. Was, uh, the Art Institute. Of oh, Art Institute. Okay, okay. I was going to say it backwards. That's why I was like, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the Art Institute. Okay. How was your experience then, I guess, transitioning from collegiate to the real world because as we all know going to a um you know going to college for the arts and then kind of then going out into the real world like what was that process like for you were you what were your feelings were you scared were you excited you, you know like what were your feelings like at the time it, it's funny because you say that because um my first semester of film school i, I took this class 
about media, business, something, and it teaches you about the business side of, of being in this industry. Wow. Like literally the first day of that class, he, the teacher was like, only less than 10% of people who go to film school make it in the industry. Like, so I was like, wow, this is these, like, why are you telling us this? Like we're in film school. Uh, but he wanted to just kind of put that in us now, just so we don't all think like, oh, there's jobs out there for all of us, you know? So oh. I, I kind of always remember that. And, um, but I, I always thought like, there's gotta be room, I guess, if, you work hard enough somewhere yeah, room for everyone on the table yeah but you know and, and that's kind of how it is with everything i'm sure you, you know or you agree is like how much you put into something can uh predict the outcome of it so uh yeah. i i luckily through the stroke of just networking and being in, in the right place at the right time uh on my in my last semester, my friend who had graduated a semester before got a job at this place uh, where they were doing media for Asians and entertainment, and uh, it's actually where I still work now. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, we're look. They're looking for a writer uh, to help come up with concepts like Buzzfeedy type short little YouTube comment uh, content." And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm so down, <laughs> please!" Uh, so I luckily and I, um, uh, I got a job right after school, like immediately. Mm-hmm. After, and I just stayed there and character media, right. That's what you're referring to character media. Yes. That is character where media. I, okay. Um, and that is the job I got straight out of film school. Wow. So you are one of those top 10%. Jealous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no, I'm just kidding. But no, but really, because when I think about it, when you when you mentioned um, your work ethics and not just the work ethics, but how you showed up through those work ethics is it's 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 like it's magnetic, you know, like even all the way down to like the, the assignments that were given, you know, you showed up to the fullest that you can. And then as you were building those, uh, you know, uh, build uh, building blocks, I guess. Uh, wow. OK. Um, OK. I have a follow up question then. In that case, um, would you mind sharing some of your thoughts and sentiments on um, being able to sustain a career in this? I, I, I guess financially, so first thing that comes to mind, but, you know. Yeah, you know what? Um, this industry is strange in its own way. Um, but I will say that, you, you know, you can go to a position, whether it's a internship, or you get hired just to be on this project. You know, you could be really talented at what you do. And that's cool, but that's only part of, I think, how to sustain it. And also what's important is your attitude and kind of just appreciating the people around you. Like, you know, if you get hired, for example, to be on this, for example, a music video shoot and they hire you to be a PA and your job is to get food for everyone or whatever. Which you better I, be grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I remember doing that when I was in film school. I, um, My cinematography teacher was like, hey, if you guys want experience in the field, 
I know there's this music video that's shooting there. They're looking for PAs. It was not paid, but I took the job and I remember asking people on that set. And I don't, looking back at it now, I didn't think this was how to succeed. I was just doing it because mm -hmm. I was really hungry. I would ask, I was asking the, I remember asking the production designer, how did you get in this industry or how did you make it? Like, how, like, how are you in this world? Um, so like that networking, that like just talking to people, appreciating people for what they do. Curiosity, inquisitiveness. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not super annoying and people are still, and you're doing your job well, I think that. Matters. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. You, yep. No one wants the person on set who's just talking and networking because like there's a job. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, and there are those people. So, so, it, but it's like finding that balance, I guess, because it's. I don't think mm -hmm. it's enough to just silently do your work good. I mean, some people like to think that your work speaks for yourself. You can go in with that attitude, but I think it's finding that balance of like showing people who you are, like saying, introducing yourself, and you know, following up with people, just remembering people's names, uh, which is still really hard to do on sets, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I think that matters to people. People remember that stuff. Um, and I think, I, I I mean, I'm not the most social guy. Um, in fact, I can be really quiet at times and people know me as really quiet. But I think there's a time and place where you could kind of, when you have to, uh, you know, be present or aware and uh, that it can really work for you. And I, I I guess I'd like to think that that's maybe how I've sustained myself throughout this uh, industry is been, I guess I, you know, I've been in this industry for like five years now. And I think those relationships that you build with people are really important because, and you know, another thing to build a relationship, you can meet someone on set, say you follow them and like, Hey, let me get your Instagram. And um, then like, you yeah. just never talk to them ever again, or you never, I, that's not exactly what it is. I think what it is too is like, like when you go to a film festival mm -hmm. and you see other people's work, I think it's, it's important to like, if there's something that resonated with you, like you saw someone's film and it, it hit you in some way, I think it's so important to like go up to them or even follow up with them later, like, hey, your film really touched me. I loved your work. I, you know, um, I think showing people that appreciation that what they're doing is impact. It's important. I, yeah, I think that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you agree? Like, do you feel the same way too? Like, yes. What was that film that you, is it following? You, if, if I if I butcher up your title, I'm, I will apologize in advance, okay? <laughs> Following Jamie? Is that what it's called? Oh, Jamie? Okay, so I... Oh, gosh, okay. The irony of things. So what you were just saying. Um, so I was there, um, like I mentioned earlier, I was at the um, San Diego Filipino Cinema's uh, Magic Hour event, and I saw your film, and I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> Not not only beautiful, but actually, as I was prepping for this too, it I I like, I remembered what I appreciated about your work. Um, I super appreciated the, the quirkiness. You're very very super super specific perspective on that kind of story, 
And then also the production value, <laughs> I, the colors, the colors. I was like, this is so beautiful, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and, and it's funny because to think that you were there and then for me, I'm like, and, and, and what you just mentioned to being someone that's like, you know, if you get the chance, not even if, when you get the chance, it does all go back to like, I feel like human fundamental, you know, fundamentals of like expressing gratitude, letting that person know, because I feel like, you know, that all, I, I feel like that all just goes back to gratitude. Gratitude does heal. It really heals. And yeah, so I, I, I wanted to say that live. So. Oh, thank you. No, I appreciate it. I, I was always wondering about that because that, that event was like, there was like music and food booths. And oh, yeah. Remember the sound? Like, I was just the curious you, or even like. Couldn't really hear the, couldn't really hear the sound. Yeah, but. Which I mean, is what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No, thank oh, go you. ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, real quick, I just wanted to mention that I'm actually releasing that film uh, in early January. So maybe by the time this comes out. So. Yay! Uh, are you are you allowed to discuss details yet? Where or not uh, yet? No, nothing yet. Specifically, but <laughs> it'll be on showbiz. The- showbiz talks. This is so fun. I'm like, are you allowed to say details yet? Um, <laughs> Yeah. That, uh, okay. Okay. But okay. But January next next month. Yes. Yes. I I believe. Yeah. And, and even then, uh, either way, it'll be on YouTube. Just because I I want it out there finally. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I need to. Uh, I I just need to get my grip together because I'm really getting hooked into these conversations that I'm like, oh yeah, I had questions um, that I wrote down. But but it's good too because then I knew personally for me, I wrote these questions not because it's what it's the only thing I'm gonna ask. It's almost just like a structure of like, okay, well I gotta make room for the the meat or the the meat in between the bones. You know, yeah. these were the bones. So, hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more questions. Okay. Uh, weird creatures. How did that happen? Um, I, it was just funny in film school, everyone had their own like production company name before their films, you know, uh, that thing of like, everyone wants to kind of talk themselves up, but I think that's so cool. I, I think it was important to do because, you know, it's like that thing that um, Kanye West says, like, if you don't believe in yourself, who's uh, if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? So I think seeing other other students like have like, you know, their film production name before their films, I was like, I want my own film production name, like, you know, make it sound like you're bigger than you are. <laughs> um, so that was it. It was always just like coming up with a name for myself, and that was it. I was just. Weird Creatures is just basically the WC is West Covina where I where I grew up in high school, so that that was like the only connection. Um, and wow, I'd like to think that in my work, I like I don't always try to just cast the good looking person. I like to cast people who have like a unique quality or someone you just can't take your eyes off from the screen, and that doesn't always necessarily mean the most beautiful person. It's like someone who has like that something that you're just like, what is it about this person that I just the Jenna uh, Genesequa there you Jenna go. Qua. And you know, yeah. I, I like movies that have like strange 
character personalities or looks. Um, and so that's kind of why Weird Creatures is my thing. Wow. Uh, 2015? What what year was this? Uh, what? For uh, Weird Creatures. I don't know. I guess in the beginning of film school, when everyone was like, oh, this is my production company name. So I think. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Right in that first semester, I was like, all right, what's mine? Weird Creatures are the case. What are some of your favorite works that you've done so far? Uh, I mean, following Jamie, I think, does mean a lot to me. Uh, in a way, it kind of, a lot of people got to know who I was from that film. I got to meet a lot of people because of that film. Uh, I wrote it with my friend Caitlin Fay, who stars in it as well, and that was like, yes. uh, a new experience for me to write with someone. And I was, you know, um, it, it just—I I grew a lot as a filmmaker after that experience. So I, I, I personally, that's a very personal uh, film that means a lot to me in that sense. Um, be, uh, be before that, I there's this film that I have in my. YouTube. I have a. Can I tell one funny story or one interesting story? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, really quick. I have this short film in my YouTube called "What's Your Number." It was my junior thesis project. Oh, I, I saw I saw that on your Instagram. I was like trying. I was like trying to get a. When when I was doing my research, I was like, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I saw the poster. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, what's your number? It's on my YouTube. If you've never seen it, it's kind of old. So I apologize. It's not. As woke as uh, we are now in, so there's some, there are some dated elements in that film, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's 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 okay. Actually, I, I just wanted to point out too that I think what's actually super interesting about filmmaking is that, I mean, if you are filming during present times, it's almost it's it's literally a time capsule. Yes a time capsule of like how life back is then and um which also reminds me too i'm not sure if you've really have been following into um america's next top model and how that show was like 2003 okay the first uh fashion reality show and now in 2020 you know being someone that is a part uh, a fan of that show like watching it maybe like in the late 2000s you know um it was it's it's super interesting watching it then and being like wow yeah yes fairs you know and then like being like in my late twenties and also like a lot of people catching on to the problematic you know problematic um uh, concepts right thinking sayings you know uh, yeah 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 super oh, yeah. interesting that that is the interesting thing about making art it's like it it. It does reflect the times and things can date or things can get expired, I guess you could say. It does, yeah. But 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 go ahead, but go ahead, us. I oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no yeah. worries. Uh but real quick, so I'm I'm proud of that film because this was somewhat some years ago, I guess seven years ago now. I wow. made this short film in this like school festival where I was getting graded by like three teachers. Because uh, they were, it was my junior thesis project. So you watch it with an audience of your peers, and then you have like three teachers who judge and critique it. I remember uh, the the film is like this romantic comedy, and it has a Filipino lead male and this uh, American with that girl as the as the love interest. At that time, mm. oh yes, yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at that time, that's kind of a new 
concept of like an Asian guy and a white girl. Uh, so one of the teacher's comments to me was, I like your film, but I feel like you should have casted another lead. And I was like, oh, what do you mean by that? I had Ooh, a, he Which meant, one, guy or girl? Uh, like the, the guy, he should have been casted, not an Asian guy, is what I thought he was saying. And he confirmed that oh, that's okay. what he meant. I, well, he didn't necessarily, he didn't say it exactly. He, he goes, you know, someone like, and he pointed to someone who was white. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's what he means. Like he doesn't, he didn't feel like the casting was a good casting. So I was like, wow, that sucks that that's the feedback you're going to give me. But so I'm proud of that film because I don't know, I. Trailblazing. You are yeah. you're like trailblazer for what is now to be like woke 2020. Wait, let's wake up everyone. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, this was like before Crazy Rich Asians, before there was more. Mainstream. Oh, way, way before uh, 2013, right? You said seven years ago? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I was proud of it for that. I was like, I stuck to my guns. I didn't cast someone just because I thought this is what it should be. And um, so, yeah, I think that I don't remember what the question was, but I am proud of that film. <laughs> oh, uh, no, me too. I forgot. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was uh, I was asking about your favorite body of work. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'd say those two. Uh, my most yeah. work in that one. That actually reminded me of my own actually this was my senior if you like it's this way do you see do you see that poster up there the digimon one? Oh no the one above sorry oh, i see the it one... i can't make it up okay I'll, I'll i'll send you a picture after but that was actually my senior capstone oh no. I, I i i decided to poster so i was proud of that too because i'm not like super professional graphic designer but i, but I was like i want to do this i was so happy to finally be graduating and super long story short, I got very, very similar feedback about my own work. Um, and ironically, the name of the name of that piece that I did is called Soul Supremacy. So this is actually an extension of my senior dance capstone, which is really about being in a place where being in a place where you just get to really really explore what it feels like to be yourself in a place that says otherwise you know so i guess in this in this format um and of course i feel like i just want to give not just for my not just for for um uh, for myself but i really want to give use this platform as a way for people just to be seen and to be heard you know and and, and i didn't realize how kind of you know that doing that senior capstone back then was going to lead to this but also my my teachers my teachers hated it like i and 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 me being an empath it's like that was hard for me that was so hard and being a recovering people pleaser you know that was so hard for me to to literally have to like stand up or to to literally live up to what my piece is about like hey this is me and if you don't like it then um what can i do you know <laughs> yeah uh, I am also an empath, so shout out. I knew it. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna ask that question with the, in with the answer that in mind. Um, okay, so do you feel like? I'm just. I'm just curious in terms of being an empath. Um, yeah. What has, what has some of your experiences been with that? 
Like, do you feel like that's helped you, or do you feel like that's kind of made things a little bit like kind of, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I I guess I have to see it as my as like you know I I always take it back to the X Men. I, I use that reference a lot. I I think I remember it in our um, our mixer. I was saying that Benito's like uh, Professor X, and we're like the X Men. Oh. Uh, but I always consider like everything that is that is the things that make me who I am, like being an empath, like you, is just like my superpower, and I have to find a way to use it for good. Um, so mm. it's like recognizing what it is about you that makes you tick, and using it to help you. So if, for me, being an empath, if I'm taking in people's feelings and the auras. And it's affecting me and it's I have to use that for my art. So I have to transform it. So if so if I'm hearing if I'm like in, in you know, I observe a lot. So if I'm listening to people's conversations and I'm taking it in like a sponge, for me that's just like now I can use this as like something I can write for something in the future. So mm. what about um what about like working, like uh your um work experiences? Um, I'm just curious, uh, has that affected you in a way where, has that affected you in, 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 in any shape or way, maybe like showing up in a set and being like, oh shoot, this set can feel a little, woo yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, you're, you're, that's, that's, I'm glad you're digging into this stuff. This is great. I, I love this. Um, Thank you. I can, I'm not going to say it's been a perfect ride throughout my career i've had moments where sometimes being an empath sucks because you're taking in people's bad attitudes and it's affecting you and then you can't do your work as great as you wish and so i've had a lot of learning experiences on set but i think the great thing about doing that work being on sets you learn about yourself sometimes. Like sometimes I'll come off a project and like, I learned something about myself, how I dealt with actors, how I dealt with the crew or how other people's attitudes have affected me and how I reacted to that. And um, so, yeah, being an empath, there's, it's not all great. Uh, it's hard because it, it, and I think kind of like you and I, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong. Do you kind of wear your feelings out? Like, like people know if you're... Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to lie. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 So I think it's like finding... Yeah. Uh, so that's just happened to me. And sometimes, I like like you said, I, it's hard for me to hide my emotions too. So if I'm bothered or if I'm feeling a certain way, it can show. And uh, it's not always the greatest outcome but i think as long as we're recognizing it and we can learn from it i think that's the most important part right? mm. i'm curious then just just one just one more actually i i do i do have one final question about that then actually i was looking at my questions and i'm like oh wow we've kind of we've just we've just kind of went through them actually just like that organically oh. so super cool um what are what are some of your like coping mechanisms in terms of that uh the 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 um, and also feel free to correct me if I'm wrong because I think I'm just ex uh, describing it from my own personal, like physical experiences of like overwhelmingness, 
you know, just like the like what you said, the heaviness of things of like, like it's it's something that you can't we can't turn off. You know, it's like instantly like, you know, like what are some of the things that you've done that ha- has worked for you to be able to just kind of navigate through it and be like, you know what, that is there, and I and I'm willing and I'll be able to coexist with this. Honestly, oh, thank you for bringing this up. Um, I this is not easy to admit, but I think the only way to really get over something like that, if like something is bothering you, and this is sometimes a hard conversation to have with people, um, and it's also timing a timing thing. You have to find the right time to do it. But I think the only way to really get through it is to have that talk with that person or the thing that's bothering Ooh. you. Because yes. even though it's a hard conversation to have, um, you, I think that the only way to, to really let it out is to open up about it. Uh, I mean, you can – and with that person because if they don't hear it from you, you don't want it to get bottled up and come out somewhere it, else. It eats you up inside. Then you're the only one that's, I guess, yeah. going through it, and that's not fair. So know? like the hardest way through it is through the front door, which is you have to just tackle it head on. Um, and, but you have to find the right timing for it too. You can't do it obviously in the middle of a situation. Sometimes that can not be the best timing. So mm-hmm. finding a, the right time to do it, that can work for both yourself, the person and the project, because sometimes at the end of the day, the project matters the most, like this project has to get done. So we have to find a way to deal with each other. Right. Yeah. I think that's super interesting because then on the other side of that, of this, is like we are able to read the room. <laughs> we are like super good at being able to read the room oh, yeah. and at least almost have that like, uh-oh. Not uh-oh, but almost like, okay, yeah. this is the temperature of the room. Yeah, I'm going to be there. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a little bit above. I'm going to be below, but not the same energy, you know? So oh. I do feel like that is the thing that that's like definitely an advantage. And this is not an, by any means for anyone that's tuning in, whether it's on YouTube or um, Spotify or whatever, wherever this will live eventually. But this is not a bad, I, it, it's not a bad thing. It, being an empath is, I mean, or it, I don't think it's, it's not a bad thing. It, it's not a bad thing. So no, it- <laughs> said what you just described like you being able to read the room that's like your superpower in a way because then like you can read things and then you can like uh navigate yourself to as your reaction in a way you're just surviving through it and the the being yes. the is just your like that's the superpower that you have right so wow i've i've never i've never heard of um that uh, or being an empath being used in that term as a superpower i thank you i super appreciate that super appreciate that um wow okay i i feel like i feel like i still like don't have any um before we wrap it up i don't have any more questions because you've kind of like just answered it and also thank you for your willingness to open up because that last part that you mentioned it's the whole se- okay the whole self-work thing it sucks it sucks because you have no one there is no one else you can look at but yourself there's no one you can't blame anyone you can't be like this person did this to me while that is valid i will say while that is super valid it's also like at the end of the day it's really i i or i i feel like one of the things really is like at the end of the day 
it's the way we decide to respond to it and and allow power you know allow um allow that certain thing to give us power you know so yeah no yeah. lastly i just want to say uh the, the idea of a superpower you would think it's this thing that you have that you're just gonna like uh that is this now you have the skill that you could just use but the thing about it is and like they like in a lot of superhero movies someone who has a, a certain skill or a power it takes you a while to realize how to use it for good because you could use it for oh, you yeah. or you don't know what to do with it so you're just sitting there um and it's, I, it's, it's almost like a kryptonite in the beginning it like eats you up it's like Ooh. yeah yeah, you can you can turn it it can turn around and get you in the end but it's it's mm-hmm. how you take what you was given to you and use it for ways that will help you i think is the point so yeah yeah wow empath, thank you guys. yes empath for the win yes Ha! For my haters out there, I just kidding. No, they're my friends. They just like go to to poke at me being an empath. But um, so as we wrap this up, wow! As we wrap this up, <laughs> as, oh, really? as we wrap this up, I'm curious to see um, how has the how has this year been like for you, 2020? What are some of your lessons learned, takeaways, experiences? As, as we wrap. Uh, I I honestly I and this is kind of starting to be like a, a running theme, but I feel like I did a lot of I got to sit with myself and do a lot of self work mm-hmm. and learned a lot about myself this year. So I, I am grateful for this experience. And there there is a funny meme that I wish I could share with you. Maybe I could send it to you after. Yes. Sorry, I'm like I'm really, real, literally realizing how washed out I am. But oh well, it's okay. We 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 build this. I'm gonna build this as I go. So it's all good. You look good. Uh, I love the jacket, kind of. Thank you. See, I get to put my mic over here. So ah, uh, I see. No, I just want to say uh, there's this meme of like editors in quarantine, and they're sitting there, and then editors not in quarantine, and it's the same photo. Oh, you you sent that to me. I remember earlier this year. I was, I was cracking up. That is so true. It's like our world didn't really change because right. we're literally in our own world inside somewhere, right. and then quarantine. We're like still here, <laughs> so the so, same thing. Yeah. So in that regard, I don't. I feel like I haven't wasn't really like shocked by the chaos of being on lockdown um, as much as some other people. But yeah, I think I've been okay with it. Oh, so. Oh, that's good. Glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. Um, okay, so on that note, um, do you have any uh, final things that you want to say? One, uh, one, uh, anything else you want to say as you um, also uh, share some of your projects that you uh, projects or things that things. <laughs> Here, let me say that one more time. Hold on, I'm like eating a man word. Sorry. Um, okay, so as we wrap this up. Again, I said that twice. Um, is there any last, do you have any last words? And um, please feel free to share some of your projects that you're currently working on, things that you're looking forward in the near future that you want to share. And where can people find you? Yeah, I honestly just want to take this time to say thank you for uh, having allowing the space for me to talk and have this conversation with you. I, I think it's really important. Um and I appreciate you as a creative and I love everything that you're doing. 
And I just want to say, I hope you keep going. And I am always, I'm rooting for you. I'm looking Thank at you. Stuff. I'm a fan. Thank uh, you. And I, I think what you're doing is really great. I, um, and I just, I'm in awe of all the stuff you do and with the rest of, is it Philam Collective, right? Philam, Philam, well, uh, sorry, Philam Film Collective. Philam Film Collective. I, you yeah. Guys are, I feel Thank like you like how to have your own like skill sets and like things and but you guys as a whole like it's cool it's so cool it's like a you guys are like a film band like thank you, know? you. or and also the destiny's child we're like we're the destiny's <laughs> child because together we come together and then we also have our own individual solo careers that yeah. we're doing i am not gonna yeah. ask who beyonce is i'll, I'll... <laughs> <sighs> oh oops i mean no. Clearly, you're talking to Beyonce. <laughs> I'm, just oh. I'm just kidding. That actually, okay, re, okay, real talk. I I use that meme, that reference all the time, but I've actually never really taken the time to look at who's which. We were just like, you know, no, it's all good. I uh, know, but I, I love it. That's great. Um, so yeah, I just um, that's it. And I'm on Instagram at Charles J Gray, and that's mm. yeah. You know, too, I also just want to take the time, too, because you've opened it up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, really, thank you. Um, Y'all don't know. Well, I don't think he knows either, but <laughs> him. I don't think he knows. also knows either uh, at how much. Can you hear the, is, is the plane, the plane loud? No. Or is it? No, not at all. Okay, good. Um, I'm, I'm super, super grateful. Actually, more than grateful. I'm very, very honored to, to, to have, to be able to have this opportunity you know, because like I, I was telling my, I was, I actually like to share what I do with my youngest sister because, you know, she's about to graduate high school. And I also just want to be like, because being someone that's the only person really that's doing something else opposite of what everyone else. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Oh, my Lord. Hey, look good. All right, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna look at this after and laugh at myself. Right. <laughs> ah, that is so funny. Um, okay, so super. Okay, I'm just gonna make this short because my internet is being attacked. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I forgot what I was talking about. But I just really wanted to say super super thankful for this opportunity. Really, really opportunity to be able to talk to you, like someone that I equally respect, if not more, because. You you have done it. You're doing it, and just to be able to have this, you know, just just this thing, you know. So I'm super grateful for that, and thank you for for just willing to um. Oh, open up. So thank you. Pleasure is all mine. Yes, and that leads me to the very last question, and that last question is, oh goodness, that whole thing that was funny. Um, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? My answer to the legacy I want to leave is that I just want at the end of the day when I'm not here anymore to people when they think back at me, it's like he made good work or working with him was a pleasure. Um, I would love for people to kind of remember me in that way that I was someone who spoke for other people and like, you know, fought for other people and like really championed, mm. um, you know, uh, the truth and good work so that i think that's really the legacy i'd love to truly leave behind thank you 
Thank you. Okay, so on that note, we're really going to end it here just because before my internet yeah. decides to drop off again. Thank you so much for watching the second episode of Soul Supremacy. And without further ado, you know, thank you so much again. And thank you again, Charles, for thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. See you next Friday at 7 p.m. This podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino. For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.